What the fuck it is, y'all? It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And here we are, season two, episode 11. Yo, season premiere, here we fucking go. We got Lame Bot and Jealousy came to smash it down for us. So without further bullshit, let's get to it.
Hey, I'm Lane Bot, and I'm your friendly neighborhood bass music robot. I'm from Miami, but some alternate dimension type Miami. I've been sent back on a mission to bring more bass music out and just make booty shake across the land. I don't actually have any type of formal music background or traditional music background, however you want to call it. I can't read or write music, and I can't play any instruments, but I know how to use a computer. And I know Ableton enough to be dangerous. Um, I used to do vocals in a metal band, actually, back in high school. And after that, I started making some hip-hop beats. And just like the, the more I made beats and the more I started experimenting and learning about the different DAWs and stuff I was using, the more my musical taste expanded. I started listening to other stuff. And it just like everything just kind of snowballed into this weird hodgepodge craziness of stuff that I listen to and it's influenced how I make music what brought me into the musical realm was definitely a search for self a search for freedom of expression it was learning and, and listening to all these different types of music as as I got more curious about stuff and where stuff came from I'd hear like you know, I'd, I'd hear an old rap song and then try and figure out where that sample came from. Or I'd hear a band and try and figure out where their influences were. That Those type of questions led me down to just learn more about music and appreciate it a lot more. And I ended up taking a few courses and stuff in school on like music appreciation. And it all really helped just the same way. Uh, like knowing art history is going to help you become a better artist as well. Like knowing what's been done, knowing who's done what, why it was important, that this type of stuff actually helps fuel you creatively. Empty Dawes used to be really intimidating to me. And I think it comes down to, I guess, being maybe a little insecure or not knowing where to start. The same way when, uh, you know, like, I guess you could kind of think of it as a giant, like, blank canvas. Like, if you were standing in front of a 12-foot-high, fully primed and ready canvas, it's scary to put that first, like, brush mark down, you know? And, and that's kind of how Ableton was for me the first time I opened it up, and it was just a bunch of, of like, squares and rectangles. It was just this grid, and I was like, I have no clue what to do. There's no real indicator. But the funny thing is now, as I know more of the program and how to use it like when i open ableton my template is really it's just three audio tracks both are actually all of them are set at negative 24 volume wise just to give myself a ton of headroom and i have two midi tracks volume is the same and then i have a limiter on the master that's set to like negative 16 to kind of just bring everything up so i can produce at a low volume but still have a ton of headroom but if you just were to look at it, it's very plain, it's empty. But I know, at least for me and how my workflow goes, I can immediately drop in a sample or a loop or something that I'm going to use to start building the beat around or start playing a melody, you know, in one of the MIDI tracks that I have. And then I can bring in my drum rack and kind of just start building stuff from there. Yeah, Ableton's by far my favorite DAW. I've used a good number of DAWs, you know, and to get to this point, but the flexibility, like I mentioned, is 
by far the best, at least for me, amongst, you know, what I've tried. I can actually take projects, not not just from like A to B, from like song sketch to arrangement, but I can go from A to Z. Like I can go from the idea that that first concept of a song to sketch to arrangement to mixing to mastering all from one program. I'm not jumping around. I'm not bouncing from one thing to another and it's all happening within one one program one screen one computer and that portability and flexibility is definitely it's unbeatable to me now that being said DAWs do not make the beat DAWs do not matter and I don't I'm not saying that DAWs are bullshit I'm what I'm saying is the type of DAW whatever you use to make music it's unimportant. Don't compare. Don't get stuck on who's using what gear. None of that really matters. It's more about what helps you actually get a clear idea across. How comfortable you are with your DAW, how knowledgeable you are of it is going to improve your workflow. And the better your workflow is, the better your music's going to be, and the more that you'll be able to make because you, you're going to be working quicker. So making templates eventually to suit your style of production and your philosophy in production, uh, making synth patches or effects racks, like that type of stuff. Even organizing your sound and sample library, that goes a long way. So all these little things are way more important than what the actual program you're using is. So I think really my favorite VST right now uh, is tonal balance. The visual mixing aids have just come a long way. So Isotope, um, the Ozone 9 lets me kind of tune the mix in pretty good. And then once uh, to help me take it to like the mastering stage, I'll, I'll drop in tonal balance on the master. And there's, there's just so many things that you can do. You can actually drop in your own like reference track and use that to compare it you know, how high the bass is, you know, how good your, your high frequencies are doing, and, and it kind of gives you a nice average so you know if your mix sounds good or not. It gives you a good idea of how it's going to sound in the club, and at least for what I do and what I like to do, which it, it's club music, that's very important. I, I need to know how it's going to sound or, or if it's going to come through well on club speakers before I get there. I don't have club speakers at home. Well, right now I'm, I'm using some Gen 1 Rocket 5s. So it's like you don't necessarily need $1,000, million-dollar studios to make dope records. You just need some time, some good tools, and you know, some know-how to, to use them and use them creatively because a lot of the things um, in those mixing suites, you can use them different ways. But Tonal Balance has gone a really long way in helping me get the sound that I really need Yo, the age-old question of VST versus analog. Yeah, none is better than the other. It, 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 really, it really doesn't matter. Nobody, nobody cares. And if anybody cares and actually tries to shame you one way or the other, man, they're just, they're missing the point. Sometimes we lose, sometimes we lose sight of that, you know? Like, we lose sight of of what's actually important. When I first started making tunes, I, I kind of got caught up in almost like this arms race of gear 
where I just amassed like a ton of gear. I had like five keyboards and like two DJ controllers. I had I had a couple synths and it's like I had no clue how to write music, you know, like I didn't know music theory. I didn't know chord progressions. I didn't like I didn't know anything, but I had all this awesome gear. And once I realized that all this expensive gear was just sitting here taking up space, I, I decided I sold everything. I purposely sold most of my gear to limit myself. I have one DJ controller, my Ultranova synth. And then I have a MIDI fighter and a launch pad that I keep just in case I, I need them again. But to be honest, a lot of the stuff I've written lately, I've just used my computer. It's been on the go. It's been in the car. It's been on the plane um, or traveling like anywhere. Just open my computer and I can write music and I use like the actual like keyboard keyboard or I'll draw in notes. And like that limitation has again forced creativity in a different way like i can do a lot of the things like the gear's nice but it's not a necessity i make music because i have this very overwhelming need to create i have to make music it doesn't feel like a hobby like this is just i i need to make music in order to exist uh, I need to find a way to express myself honestly and wholly. And I need to at least have the possibility that this music will make a connection with somebody on another type of level. And the ability to do that and to do it without using words most of the time is is really where it's at for me. Like that, that connection. To be able to evoke feelings and memories through the the key that you write the song in, through the chord progression that you use, through the arrangement of the song itself, that whole experience, and then having that mean something to someone else and affect their life, that's what makes me need to make music. I think the funniest thing that I didn't really think about until recently um, was how much video game, video games have influenced my music a lot, and it it seems really obvious I think to to other people. It didn't really click in my head until fairly recently. I was recommended this documentary. It's a Red Bull documentary called Dicking in the Carts. Shout out to DJ Nagas for recommending that. Really dope documentary. I think it's still on YouTube, so Google that and, and find it. It's, it's definitely worth the watch. And they kind of dive into the early days of video games and the composers that made those soundtracks and how much, you know, when you were a kid, you'd get out of school, maybe do your homework first, maybe not, but then you'd sit in front of the TV and play video games for X many hours a day multiply that through like your formative years man like you were listening to these soundtracks for a long time so the limitations that they faced it shaped sounds those sounds then forced them to to think creatively with what they had as far as music knowledge and i don't know like that whole dynamic has just really permeated the type of stuff that i make so as far as what's actually in my music uh there's definitely a lot of future bass sounds and and influence for sure 
Um, good old Jersey Clip, five kicks per bar. Y'all know what that is. Video game sounds are definitely sprinkled throughout. The Legend of Zelda connection is fairly obvious. I've been using that Navi Hey Listen for six years now. Yeah, just about six years. I definitely try and make each track elicit a specific emotion. It's um, it's kind of a tough challenge, but honestly, it's it's what's helped to make the music enjoyable to create, at least you know on my end. So I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, I used to be in a metal band. Um, I was doing vocals in this band, and we did pretty good for a couple years, and then we all we just ended up going our separate ways and. People started other bands and stuff, but I was kind of left by myself and I didn't know what to do. And at the time, like there weren't that many DAWs or at least they weren't as readily accessible as they are now. So I started just making like really shitty beats on Windows Recorder. <laughs> um, eventually, I got like a really cheap DAW that I bought at like Toys R Us or Best Buy or something like that. It was $40. That's all I remember. I even bought an expansion pack of like sounds and stuff. Then I got, I got Reason, and I was a big Reason user for a while, and I finally started using Ableton. It took a while, man. Ableton had a, a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm glad I took the dive because ever since then, like, I haven't been able to put it down. Like, Advice I'd give uh, to myself from 10 years ago? Authenticity is key. To, to everything. Like, people can smell if you're being genuine or not. That authenticity and that genuineness, if you are being true to you, that can make a lot of things worthwhile. Like it can make a lot of the sacrifices and stuff that you need to make in order to to be successful. It'll make it all worth it. The long hours, the work ethic, the, you know, all, all that stuff is a lot easier to deal with if what you're doing is genuine. So being consistent is huge. You can't wait for like inspiration to strike. You can't be like, oh, I can't write anything because I'm not inspired today. But it, it's, you just gotta sit down and work. If you're not being creative, fine, but sit down and do something on your DAW or organize your, your folders or like learn something on the, on the DAW that you don't normally use or even just jam. Like if you're not right, like not everything that you write, you you have to publish. It doesn't have to come out. It doesn't have to see the, the light of day. So just just work, just do work. As far as advice um, for any of the producers that are listening, I guess regardless of your skill set, the advice I'd give is um, learn from everyone you can. Like surround yourself with people who are creative, who are going to challenge you. Ask, you know, try and get a mentor if you can. Man, even talk to people that failed, like, uh, or, you know, by however you view things, failed or decided to leave and pursue other passions. Because a lot of times they'll be able to tell you, um, you know, like why they chose certain things. So you actually will know what to avoid or it might validate your choices by listening to like, oh, I left because of this reason or I stopped making music because of this or I don't do this anymore because of whatever, like all of that stuff, like you can learn a lot from failure. So definitely talk to a good mixture of people. Along with that, I'd say just like actively work on your weaknesses, like understand yourself, be honest with yourself. 
exploit the things that you do well, but know that there are some things that maybe you don't do so well. If you want, like, work on those. If not, then learn how to make the stuff that you do really well shine even more. You know, like, figure all that stuff out. So in the mix, there's a couple unreleased songs, a couple remixes, a good bunch of originals from all over the place, different times and and production and all that stuff. Um, Quiz Hunter, uh, it's a song by Marsh Sound. I remixed. That's in the very beginning, and then um, it's gonna go into Bipolar. Um, it's actually the funny story about that. Bipolar was actually supposed to be a Marty Party song. Well, it is a Marty Party song, and my version is actually a remix of that song. We released through Marty's label. We have no clue what happened, but the metadata got messed up, and so it just released as Lamebot Bipolar, but it's actually a Marty Party remix, and um, we can't change it. So it's, yeah, however you see it now is how it's going to stay, I guess. We've sent a few emails, but no changes have been made yet. Every song in the mix has a little bit of a backstory. Uh, like I said, a couple unreleased tunes. One of them uh, towards the end is called I Hope You're Doing Well. Uh, and that one's actually coming out February 10th. And uh, the last song is called Granddaddy Perp. And I wrote that with uh, another dope producer, performer out here named Lotlos. Um, he releases on space tapes and like TY tapes and... He's, he makes really cool, transcendental, like, down-tempo, ambient, beady stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You got to check him out. Uh, as for myself, you can follow me at Lanebot Music on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the most active on Twitter and Instagram by far, so follow me on those. Um, hit me up. I'm pretty responsive. Huge big ups to Third Coast. Thanks for having me on. Kid Luna, thank you for the invite. It's been awesome. The song that's been in the background of this interview is called Sweater Kittens. It's with me and my homie Golden Flora. He's also on Strange Media. Check out his tunes. Really dope guy. Uh, you should probably try and get Mad Savvy or somebody else from Strange Media on the show. It'd be really cool to have, to have them on and kind of hear their stories as well. We actually do a party out here every month called Strange Bass. And so you're going to be playing that every first Friday, uh, playing a bunch of Miami shows and stuff. I'll be in Orlando in April for Megacon, and then I'm doing a show at this place called Iron Cow. And I'll be in Tampa in May on tour with, uh, actually, I'm not legally allowed to say yet, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun tour. I'm definitely trying to get up to um, Jersey at some point this year, maybe try and get, catch a PB&J party. Cali, hopefully. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've been to Cali. I definitely want to go back uh, anywhere in Cali. It's, it's dope. I love it over there. Yeah, I can't thank everybody enough. Um, thank you to everybody who tuned in live and anyone who's replaying this on wherever you're replaying this on. Huge thank you to everyone that's actually listening and, and coming to shows or sharing the music. Like... Wow, I honestly can't believe people <laughs> people listen to my stuff. Like it, it's really cool. It's humbling, and and I love it. Uh, if you haven't already, add me on Spotify. Like follow me, or like add a couple of songs or whatever. Just like stream that, share it. Thank you so much. Hit me up on socials at Lanebot Music. Peace.
Yo, so that fucking mix was absolutely insane. We got your boy Patrick, a.k.a. Allen, a.k.a. Jealousy Music in the mix. Say hi to the folks, bruh. Yo, so let's just hop right into it, man. That shit was super dope. Um, let's just talk about you as a person for a second. You know, who's who's Alan? What's your background? What's your story? Man, so I'm from Denton, Texas. I grew up in the DFW. Uh, I come from a musical background, honestly. So I come from high school band, uh, studied percussion for 10 years before I started DJing. Um, kind of fizzled out a little bit, but we uh, just started working on getting my drum chops back. So you can expect some really dope, like, uh, more, like, rudimental sounds, like, more, like, uh, like more percussive sounds uh, in, in future music. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so we're... Um um, like, where did you start exactly? Was it something that your parents introduced you to, or like, like, what what sparked that? You know. So, my mom tells me when I was like real, real, real young, like I would, I used to have this little toy guitar and like microphone, and I used to like play. I used to like play it, and I sing. Or like my family and, and stuff so mm-hmm. whenever I was you know I, I had expressed interest I was probably about 12 or 13 and wanting to actually learn how to play guitar so they bought me a guitar but I was also learning how to play you know I was in school band still too so I was learning how to play clarinet and I was learning how to play percussion and I was learning how to play all these like key instruments as well so i mean i'd say the interest in music started when i was really maybe like four years old Mm -hmm. and uh it manifested i was you know early teenager 11 12 13 years old nice um so so you say you know you had a lot of um like practice with instruments and instrumentation um when when exactly did you pick up the uh the digital aspect of it when did you pick up the DAW and you know you decided that you wanted to make make music electronically six years ago actually so i had i've been djing now for 2020 i've been djing now since 2012 so eight eight years now and uh I got a copy of Ableton Live 8 uh, Lite with my DJ equipment because it came with a watch pad or something. And uh, I kind of brushed it off and started learning how to DJ, but I had started to get this itch to make music again. I didn't have any kind of, you know, I didn't have any instruments or expenses, you know. So um, I was like, well, let's give this a shot, you know try it out and for a while it was just kind of something that you know I would go in and I'd compose some stuff with samples and it wasn't super serious and that was maybe I mean early 2014 so 2000, early 2015 mm-hmm. so about five, five years ago I'd say I started moving over to a more digital format 
you know, even in my music now, I try to I try to make things sound as natural and as analog as I possibly can. Okay. And do you have any? Um, this is a, probably a question for the future, but do you have any hardware? Or is it all all software right now? It's all software right now, actually. So I use an MPK Mini. Uh, or the, yeah, the yeah the MPK Mini. Just you know for MIDI key stuff, and, yeah. you know it's for MIDI stuff, and then I use Serum for my software synthesizer, and I, I use the Fab Filter plugins for any you know any of my mixing and post production stuff. Um, Fab Filter also has some really really dope like software synthesizers that I, I personally think are slept on. Uh, they make some pretty cool sounds, and even the presets. Like if you go through, you can always find something that like you know. And I'm not like glorifying of going in and using presets, but like if you <laughs> are looking for a specific sound that you just can't figure out how to make, you know, it has a lot of good sequences, it has a lot of good arpeggio stuff, like um, so. Nice, badass. I think there's Fab Filter One and Fab Filter Twin. I think are the two software sounds. So I, I play around with those every now and then. I mostly just use Serum and uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So if you could, I've been trying to. Go, no, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, if you could layer it down to, like, one VST, like, one go-to VST, what would you say it is? Oh, Serum, easily. Definitely. Right now, yeah, Serum. Nice, nice. So, um, the moniker Jealousy, um, where did that come from? Was that, like, your first moniker? Uh, and did you have stuff before that, or? So, Jealousy is actually... It was, it's my solo project. I haven't been as active lately just because, you know, Jared has been so busy, but we, uh, I had a project called a clean batch at one point and we were making very similar styles of music to what I'm currently making. But, uh, he started going to school and spoke, you know, he's doing, he's focusing on being a, a trauma nurse and, uh, so I wanted to have something for myself, and uh, that's where Jealousy was born. Uh, there's a really deeper meaning for <clears throat> the name Jealousy, uh, just in my relationships and just in life in general. I've been a just a super jealous person, mm -hmm. uh, or su super envious, you know, and uh, that was something that I I, I had worked really, really, really hard on to kind of, uh, I guess, get over, like, work through those feelings of, of always feeling jealous, uh, you know, in my, in my love relationships, my, you know, my romantic, my platonic relationships, my work life, you know, everything. So, uh, that's something that has, you know, that's something that's, that, that means a lot to me because, it was a, a big hindrance in my life. So uh, the G, I mean, and the, the way that it's spelled, honestly, I just kind of was going for like an alternate, alternate spelling for jealousy. Right. Yeah. yeah no, that's a, uh, that's really deep. I mean, it's, it's weird in the industry. I mean, hell, and just even in life alone, there's always fucking someone that's 
better than you. And it's really hard to like not compare yourself, you know, and fill away. Um, right. It's just, it's really, it's an interesting aspect of life that I think we all have to deal with. And it's good to hear that, like you're overcoming that obstacle, you know, slowly but surely. Um, so I guess uh, let's go ahead and just jump into your mix. Uh, let's talk about the tracks. Uh, w- uh, let's let's get into that. So I uh, let's see. I played five songs of mine in my mix. One one remix technically, um, and that remix is uh, from a local homie, uh, G Thinks. He's been putting out, I mean, the boy's been putting out a track or two a week for the last two months. So go check his stuff out. He just released a free EP and uh, just he's steadily releasing music, you know. And uh, I've got my, my, I just released an EP called One Day a Savior and I've got the house tune on that EP in this mix. And I've also got two unreleased tracks in this mix as well. Fucking badass. Yeah, man. So let's jump into, uh, like, your process as a producer. Um, I know Jealousy is primarily, like, a a housey kind of um, sound. I don't know if you necessarily want to label yourself as that, but, like, when you open up a blank DAW, do you immediately um, say, all right, this is my sound niche, or, um, like, what influences your sound? How do you, when you open up a blank DAW, what happens? And then I start adding percussion and, you know, I get 
to what I like to try and do is I like to try and at least if I can end my workflow in the first night, get through the intro all the way through to maybe the first drop or so. I, I'm normally able to finish the song like within a day or two. Now, it didn't always used to be like that. It used to take me months, like literal months to finish songs, bro. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then like, you know, sound design, sound design is a big part of it too. So like sometimes I'll, I'll hyper-focus and I'll get caught up, and that'll take a lot of my time too. But a lot of the sounds you hear are, or you know, are are me. They're, they're, you know, there's sounds that I've put together, and you know, you can always guarantee that the ba- that the baseline, the bass sound, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be me. That's going to, I, you can almost guarantee. Uh, there's one song that I use that I, I use a sampled bass sound, but. Uh, it's in one of my earlier works, and I think I played it in this mix. But still a banger. There's still that's like the only thing that that's you know one of the only things that's sampled. So nice. Nothing, nothing against sampling. I, pe- people that sample, they do you know do do what you do. You're killing it. But um, you know, sound design is a big part of it for me, and trying to stay unique and um, trying to like make sure I'm on an equal playing field with the other heavy hitters because that's where that's where all of their you know you can hear you can hear a certain sound or a certain group and be like I know who that is or like you know yeah (laughs) so like you know there'll be certain zips or whirls or whatever that's you know you know we're always using the same tools but you know the way that we use them is crucial yeah. So who would you say right now or even previously before um like um really influenced who you are as an artist today? Oh, that's a good question. Um So honestly, I really look up to Claude Monstroke. I really look up to the whole Dirty Bird crew and um now I've kind of grown not apart I love Dirty Bird I love you know I love all the music that they're putting out but the sounds the sounds that I'm putting out as Jealousy aren't necessarily real Dirty Bird style right um but they you know they heavily have influenced my um you know my listening and they've introduced me to a world a world of house music and just music in general that I didn't even know was out there. So, but currently, you know, Dirty Bird has, has always been a big influence for me. And, you know, non-house music artists as well, you know, Bonobo, you know, I'm influenced heavily by Bonobo, Bonobo's music. Um, well, this man, I love the cinematic orchestra. Nice. This kind of, kind of throwing artists out I guess now, but, you know, currently in this moment, I've been listening to, there's a lot of artists, so I've been listening to record labels, and record labels have been inspiring me quite a bit, so like, Desert Hearts, Great Stuff, Perkamaniacs, those are all 
some some record labels with artists that are putting out sounds that you know that I resonate with really intensely. Nice, nice. So uh, I ask uh, every producer on here this question: um, If you could give yourself advice ten years ago, or if you could give an up-and-coming producer uh, some advice today, what would it be? Just take yourself a little bit more serious, you know. And it's you know, it's not in it's not in like being serious all the time or having, you know, like a serious moniker or making serious music, you know, like the, he, he, art is meant to be fun and, and, you know, art is meant to be serious. It's meant, you know, art, art is meant to be whatever it is that you want it to be. But if you take a little bit of time for yourself and you take yourself a little more seriously, you can really accomplish a lot more than you think because, like, you know, if I, if I, like I, I had mentioned previously, I kind of wrote off learning how to produce music when I started learning how to DJ. And, uh, I, you know, I kind of, kind of wish that I wouldn't have done that. And I honestly, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what it was in the moment that made me feel like, oh, no, I'm not going to worry about that right now. But, you know, um, that's, that's the best piece of advice that I can give. Just learn as much as you can and, like, put, just put a little bit more effort than you might be putting in. You know, if you feel stagnant, push yourself a little bit. You know, I know it for as a as as an artist and as you know as an artist with mental health problems, um, it's hard to like stay motivated. You know, but that you know honestly, that's the best advice that I could probably give myself. 10 years ago or, you know, any producer now that is wanting to take that next step and learn, you know, is to actually, like, you know, take yourself a little serious and, and learn and, like, actually learn. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's a, lot of, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of reward in, like, doing that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's really, really good advice. Um, so I know you said uh, you had a remix in your mix. Um, you said you recently released an EP. Uh, what other projects, what upcoming things does Jealousy got going on? Um, what's 2020 looking like for you? So um, 2020 is actually big time busy. I've got a lot of music that I'm planning on releasing, and I've got a lot of my, a lot of like, work professional things going on in my life that are going to be really dope. But, uh, we are, we, let's see. So I've got another EP that's coming out and that's going to be, that's shooting to release at the beginning of summer. And, uh, I can't talk too much more about that, but I can definitely let you guys know that like, it's going to be good. Nice. I've been work. I've been working, I've been working on this EP for a hot minute and I've, cycle you know i've been writing tracks and i've gone back and forth on like what songs i wanted to put on the ep and you know uh, rest assured the songs that don't get put on the ep are going to be released for free so yeah. everyone can't have those <laughs> that's but, what i'm talking uh, <laughs> yeah, so just i you know i've got i've got a lot I'm, I'm got a lot of music coming out i've got a lot of really cool creative like 
work projects that are happening and then um, trying to trying to uh, put out good things. I can't talk too too much more about uh what else I have going on until things are confirmed. But just uh, follow me on social media and stuff, and you guys will be able to see it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Some dope things. Um, yeah. And things that I don't talk about much on, like, social media previously is because um, I haven't felt like I've been able to, I guess. I don't know. That's, I hear you. I'm really terrible at social media. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a fucking it's a it's a paradigm to me, honestly. Like we no. fucking need it, but it's such a curse. Like Jesus Christ. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, anybody's anybody's trying to I don't know, help me with social media. <laughs> I'll get up. <laughs> All right. Um. So if you could recommend some artists for uh, season two of Third Coast Base Radio, which, by the way, I want to thank you. You are on the season premiere. Um. I want to thank you Whoa. for your time. Yeah. Season two up in this Whoa. bitch, bro. Um, hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you could recommend some artists for season two, who would you recommend? Absolutely. G Thanks, uh, T Reg. See, who else? Have you already had symbolism on this bitch? Bro, I have not. I need to reach out to that motherfucker. Yeah, so let's see. Symbolism, T Reg. He's killing it in drum and bass right now. Boy, let me tell you. Yeah. And then, and G thanks. That's, I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm missing a couple. But I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you the three. For right sure. Now. All right. So you said um, obviously fucking social media sucks ass, but where can everyone find you if they're looking for you, bro? All right. So we'll check it out. I think everything is consistent across the board. So you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash jealousy is real no I'm a liar it's jealousy music <laughs> boy that shows what I know and then SoundCloud is jealousy is real god and that's, here I go talking and that's jealousy spelled with a G y'all with a G yes G-E-L-O-U-S-Y I'm sure he's, I'm sure Brashad will put the links. <laughs> the, yeah, I got you, bro. The description, so. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, man. So like I said, I just want to thank you for being on Third Coast Base Radio. Um, it's crazy how this shit started. That's just an idea. It went global, and we obviously want to start the season premiere back where we started. Texas homies, man. So, like, thank you so bro. much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I know it's the season premiere. Like, I, I got tingles right now. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just sick. throw that shit on you. But, uh, That's sick. yeah, man, you got any last words for anybody out there listening? Yo, guys, thank you for for dealing with my medicated mumbo jumbo. Just, you know, kick it with me for a while, y'all. I promise I'm going to be putting out some dope stuff soon, so. Fuck yeah, man. All right, bro. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yo, thank you for showing.
Yo, so I hope that gives you guys an idea of what's to come. Season 2, episode 11, featuring Lane Bot and Jealousy. As always, give those motherfuckers a like, a listen, and a share. 2020 vision, y'all. Fuck Trump. Fuck coronavirus. See y'all next month. Peace.